Welcome to the Living Stones podcast. These are a recording of our Sunday morning meetings. We pray that these will be a blessing to you. So please, enjoy listening. If you want to know more, please contact us at office at livingstoneschurch.co.uk. Good morning, everybody. Please do take your seats and we shall get started. Ah, Tom. Nice to see Tom this morning. Just before I um, go through a few church bits and pieces, notices, and talk about a little bit about church camp, I just wanted to share a moment that Ellie and I just shared. Ellie just said to me, I've got a Bible verse this morning. Um, I know you've probably got one, but perhaps we'll use, perhaps we'll use this one. And I said, okay, what is it? Um, and she said, is it, it said, it's Zephaniah 3, verse 17. And I said, I'll stop you there. I've written down Zephaniah 3, verse 17 in my... <laughs> In my, uh, in my book as well. It was uh, one of the devotions for this week on a weekly Bible thing. But it could have been any of the ones from this week. It could have been any verse that we'd read. I read some more this morning. It could have been any of that. But no, God wants to speak to us from this verse today. So let's open our Bibles to Zephaniah 3, verse 17. Okay. Chapter 3, verse 17. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Please take that verse and just absorb it into your hearts this morning and we will use that verse to worship God with Ellie in a minute. Um, I just wanted to welcome back Prabhu and Nancy from their travels, these global (laughs) travellers. We'll be hearing a little bit uh, later on from Nancy and Prabhu about what they've shared in Canada and something they want to share with us today. Um, If you were with us last Sunday, you would not have been in Eastbourne. You would have been in Dalesdown in West Sussex. Um, We did have a wonderful weekend uh, together, hearing uh, teaching from Emma, who you might know from Victoria Baptist Church, and we had Jeanette sharing reflections with us as well. Um, I was hoping to have some photos, but I don't have those today. But perhaps we'll do that next week. We'll have a summary of what happened at church camp. So maybe if you could think about some of the things, if you were there, that you loved and would like to share next week, let's set aside some time to do that. One thing that Olivia said to me when we got back was that Eastbourne was not the right outside. Dalesdown was the right outside, that big green space. Eastbourne, not so much. She wasn't, wasn't very pleased about being back. And she's, she did give me permission to share that as well. Okay, I'm going to open in prayer. Father God, we thank you for your word, your living, active word that gets put on hearts. When you want to share something and when you want to tell us something, you will put it on our heart if we listen to you. Father God, root us in your word today, Lord. Thank you for being with us. Please bless us with your presence this morning as we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Morning, everyone. I'm going to read that verse again. This is from the New King James version. Um, The Lord your God is uh, in your midst. The mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. He loves us. (laughs) I think that is the the main gist of that verse. Um, And also, uh, it just struck me while I was reading, like, I don't think that I've ever, I don't, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember anywhere else in the Bible where it talks about God singing. 
So God rejoices over us with singing. He sings. And of course, of course he does. He, we were made in his image. So if we sing and love singing, then uh, why shouldn't, well, Jesus sang, didn't he? He would have, he would have been able to sing. Um, so our God rejoices over us with singing. So let's rejoice over him with our singing this morning. Um, the songs I picked were um, just because I thought, oh, that's a good one, we'll do that one. Oh, that's a good one, we'll do that one. <laughs> so no, no sort of theme, but uh, uh, let, let it um, help you to, um, to focus on him, to focus on his majesty, to focus on what he's done for us, uh, to focus on his, his, his love for us in that he rejoices over us with singing. So we're going to start by singing, And Can It Be That I Should Gain an Interest in the Saviour's Blood. thank you for your love for us. I thank you that you rejoice over us with singing. We don't deserve to be sung over. We sing for you, but you do the same for us. Thank you, Father. Thank you that I have a God who, uh, who I, don't, I don't just serve and have to worship for, for gain. Uh, it no, it's not. It's not for. It's not for any physical gain. It's. It's just because you are awesome, and you are mighty, and because you rejoice over me. Amen. Yes, that mighty God who sings over us, who just, you know, he's like a warrior king, and yet he he stops to rejoice over us. I mean, that's an incredible, incredible. Um, I'm going to hand over to Justin now, who's going to take us through our family time. And as you might have guessed, it's sort of going to revolve really around what's uh, happening next week. Justin. Well, good morning, everybody. This is the point where I stand here and think, okay, I've got two birthdays that's happened during August and somebody who's moving school. And none of them are here this morning. So that's half a family time done. Uh, <laughs> Chloe, can I have the slide, please? We are an ac academic year-based church. Um, and actually, I should probably have changed this from back to school, probably to back to learning. Um, and we take this first Sunday in September as an opportunity as a body to pray for our kids as they start school, um, to pray for those who work in schools, uh, to pray for those who we're going to expand it because I think we'll be quite surprised when we start to ask people to stand up because academic year means that things like Little Stones, Live Wires start. Um, we have people in our body who are part of the English in the Community project here. Now, technically, it doesn't stop during the summer, but it's still academic. So we should still be covering them with prayer. Uh, we have, if you had noticed... Uh, the posting from the church Facebook, those of you who are on it, starting this week, a new project called Redefined, which is um, an upgrade on WiseUp. And that starts this week. Now, the lady who is going to lead it for us isn't here, but we should still be praying. So, this is our opportunity. Uh, right, 
now. We haven't got that many. So everybody who uh, is still of an age to have to go to school, can you please be on your feet? <laughs> I was about to say. Go on, David, on your feet. Okay, now, those of you who have to go to school but have chosen to go to school because it is where you work. Can you all please be on your feet? That includes you, Miss Ayres, in the back corner. Thank you very much. On your feet. Okay, now, any of you who perhaps still possibly volunteer going into an educational scenario? So, do you go and help read? Do you do dinner ladying? Do you, have uh, we got any of those left in our body? No. Okay. Those of you who are involved in English in the community, please be on your feet. Those of you who are part of my LiveWires team, please be on your feet. Because we run academic and we start Friday night. Uh, have we forgotten anybody? Sue's standing for anyway, so... Sue, please be on your feet for little stones. Um, is that everything? Obviously, Christian Cheryl, you've still been running summer camps this year? And you start a new academic year with the football and the gym. So we have that project, their business going as well. So they're double standing. Okay. Now, is there anybody who I've missed who has some involvement in education or um, form of youth work that we don't know about that starts in an academic year. You've got college. Are you at college? On your feet. I missed the college. I missed the college because our other teenagers weren't here. So apologies to all those who are at college. Right, so we have got a lot of people on our feet. Okay? We are family. And this is the point of why we do this. So those of you who are sitting down, this is where you get active. I'd like you to put your hands up and we're going to pray because this environment for these people is hard. Even in the voluntary sector with what we do on a Friday night and what we do on a Tuesday morning with Little Stones is hard. We are dealing with people who come, who can be messy and everything which comes with them. And we need the grace of God to navigate, to bring Jesus into these situations in all the fun gains of the um, culture of the day, which makes it more and more difficult, especially for those who are teachers. So, we're going to pray. Father, I pray for every member of our church standing here or who are at another church or at home, who are in some form of educational setting, either as a student, a teacher, a TA, a volunteer, or provide some form of youth and children's work coverage. This academic term, fill them with your Holy Spirit. Let them be your representation out there in the world of your love and your grace. Be with our kids, Lord. There is so much faith and belief in our kids' lives. We pray that your Holy Spirit protects that and nurtures it. And actually it grows at a rapid rate that their mates see there is something different about these young people. And we want to know why, because they're interested, not because they want to make fun. We pray for the teachers and the TAs. 
with all the change of what they can and can't say and all the policies they have to try and navigate their way around because they have faith. We pray that you give them wisdom and peace and grace and protection, that they go to be a light for you in those situations. Go before them tomorrow morning. Send your angels into that situation. Let them know that they are not alone. And those of us who do the voluntary stuff, Friday nights and Tuesdays and our new project on Thursday, we pray that you bring the young people you want to experience your love through us. You give us inspiration and leading. And for those who are working in English in the community, let them show your love to these people who have come to our shores for various reasons, who are in a strange land, having to learn a strange language. Let them receive love here and acceptance. In Jesus' name, and Livingstone said, Amen. You can sit down. So that's those two bits done. Now, I haven't actually got a family time story to tell you this morning. You'll be pleased to hear. Uh, We're going to leave that for a couple of weeks' time because actually, I'm going to give you a surpriser. Next week is Cafe Church. We've moved everything around. So you'll get the new Cafe Church theme next week. Um, And the week after, you're going to get the new um, family time kickoff. Now, I'm not going to apologize for this, like I don't normally, but you're going to start to feel hungry on Sunday mornings, hopefully. Hungry for God, obviously, but also hungry, because our theme is going to be food. And I've picked various food stuffs, and I've sent it out to the team, but I've not given them any clue or any scriptures. So it's up to them and God to see where it takes them. So if you start to feel hungry on a Sunday morning when we start talking about food, hello, Tom. Um, Yeah, he heard the word food. Um, So when we start talking about food and food in the Bible, famous like when we were talking about animals last term, this is very much led by God, I think, so that we look at something which is normal, something we might pass over in the scriptures, something that we might just think, oh, yeah, there's a bit of bread there with some olive oil. Yeah, so, mm. But I believe it's a way that God wants to bring something totally new out of things that we deal with every day. So be prepared for our next family time set because it's about food. And I have no idea what the team are going to bring, so they might actually bring food. Who knows? I hope if they do, they'll be bringing enough that we can share. Right, that's me done, Kaz. Thank you, Justin. Yep, give me that. In just a moment, I'm going to dismiss the, the children. I'm going to pass around the offering. Oh. Bending down is awkward. Um, does somebody want to come and hold? Jesse, do you want to come and? Oh, Thomas has got a hand straight up. Sorry, Thomas. There you go. Can you hold both? Thank you, thank you very much. Um, yeah, you might have noticed a slight change to our to our slide. We've introduced. We'd like to introduce Morris to you. <laughs> Morris is our new uh, young lad that we are sponsoring. I think he's. Do you know how old he is? Twelve. Nine. Nine. Does, I actually don't know much about. I haven't read his bio. Does anyone? Do you have a bit more info? 
Okay, he's nine. Um, he lives with his grandma and uh, four of his, uh, so he's one of four uh, brothers and sisters who live with their grandma. Don't know what's happened to mum and dad. Um, and um, he's only just started school. So uh, he's obviously still in class one, although he's nine. But apparently, because he's nine, he's making fantastic progress very fast. So, and he's doing very well at school. So they, the um, Quicken Trust have given us Morris. Actually, he looks so like Francis. <laughs> I don't know if we'll be able to tell them apart. But um, yeah, uh, France, Francis is also doing, a g he's good. Um, and um, Angela is really growing up. We need to pray for Angela because, um, you know, growing up as a young woman in um, that setting, you're very, very vulnerable. So, um, Lord, so, yeah. So can I pray for them while I'm here? Dear Father God, so we lift up Angela to you, Lord, as she's so growing up now, still in primary school. Uh, what will her future be? We have no idea, Lord. She's not a brilliant scholar, Lord, but you know her. You love her. And we pray that through our gifts and uh, through the support that she gets there in Kabubu, she will grow into the person you want her to be. We pray for her. And we pray for these two boys, Lord. Look after them, encourage them, and bless them, Lord, we pray for Francis and our new child, Morris. Bless them, Lord, as they love boyhood and be with them, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. And we pray for the grandma who's looking after Morris and his brothers and sisters. Amen. Yes, thank you, Lord. Right, would you like to give your pennies and pounds and uh, children? They've done it already. My goodness. Right, I'll send the grown-up one round. And uh, Father God, would you please bless our, um, thank you, our children as they spend their time with Justin this morning learning more about you, Lord. Thank you for them. Thank you that you're preparing their hearts uh, for, for the coming week. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a few minutes break before we come back and have a few notices and then listen to Prabhu and Nancy. We're going to start with a few notices before I ask um, Prabhu and Nancy to come up. And the first person I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask Rich to come and talk to us about the 321 course that's coming up. Just to also, just to say, um, Justin mentioned the redefined course that's starting this Thursday. It's for year seven plus girls, so that's sort of age 12 plus. We now have five signups, which was roughly where we wanted to be. That, was, that felt like a good size group. And so we are, I'm so pleased to be able to to say that God answered that prayer. Good morning, everyone. Isn't it amazing, all the things that we do? Think about all the things we've heard about this morning, all the ways that our church, and many of us here involved in activities in this community center, are sharing Jesus with our community, are preaching the gospel, sharing the gospel with our community. We've got good news, haven't we? We've got good news. Well, exciting news. Begins September. It's now September. Three weeks away. Um, 321 begins on Tuesday, the 26th of September. I hope that you've been praying. I'm sorry if every time I come at you, oh no, he's going to nag me to ask somebody. 
Um, please be praying that God will put somebody, God will do the nagging, actually, so I won't have to. God will put somebody on your heart, maybe a few people, um, and give you the courage to invite them. Um, but we are now at the stage where um, it would be really helpful if you're coming, if you're going to bring someone, uh, if you know somebody that's coming, or even if they're expressing an interest that you let us know. Um, it would be good to know numbers. We have a few people that have expressed an interest. Um, if this helps to sell you the course, I think there's likely to be more people this year that came last year than new people. Everybody wants to come back. So maybe that tells you something about this course. You do it once, you just want to come back and do it again. So, uh, yeah, obviously something about this course uh, works. Either that or they weren't listening the first time and they need to come back and hear it all again. Um, we will see. Um, but I need, as well as, obviously, prayers, as well as um, praying and thinking about the people in your community, in your, um, in your friendship groups, your colleagues, and so on, that... Um, for whom this course could be life-changing. Um, there are some practical ways that you can help us. Um, so I've said this before, 90-something percent of people that come will come because they're invited. Okay, that's why people come. They come because there's a relationship there and they come with somebody that they know and trust. So we have these leaflets. Um, you are welcome to take as many of these as you want and you can use these as an invite um, to give to the people that you know. Um, on the latest email newsletter, and I'm sure um, on newsletters in the next few weeks, um, there is a PNG, an image version of the back of this leaflet. Um, and you can obviously forward that on to friends, colleagues in an email, in a WhatsApp message. And I want to encourage you that, yes, of course, we don't want to, we want to be brave and we want to walk up to somebody and say, hey, you know, I'm doing th this course or there's this course in my church. Um, would you be interested in doing this? Of course, that's a great way to invite people. But you might not feel that you've got the courage to do that. And you might not feel that your friend wants to be asked that question and to have to respond to it. So email, send a text message. I have to say, I have asked people face to face, but I have also texted this PNG to people. And I've just said, look, if this is something you're interested in, this is what we're doing. If not, feel free to ignore this message. OK, it doesn't matter how you invite. God will do the rest, okay? So there are as many of these as you want to give out to your friends, colleagues. Uh, but we also have several thousand of them. So um, we are now at the point where we want to leaflet drop um, the kind of area around community-wise. Um, I've got a map here today. If anybody has a spare hour or two, if anybody can grab a handful of leaflets and go and put them through letterboxes. Obviously, if you want to, you can ring the bell and uh, give it to them personally. Um, but if you can put them through letterboxes on the streets around here over the next week or so, ideally, that would be great. Come and find me because we'll obviously allocate you roads. We don't want to miss roads. We don't want to um, leaflet three times in certain roads. Uh, so come and find me about that. And finally, we need cakes. Um, 321 is not like Alpha. We don't provide a full meal, but we do provide coffee and tea and delicious cakes. Okay. 
Um, last year, we had uh, several volunteers that made us some amazing cakes, um, and we need them again. So I have a sign-up sheet here. So if you want to support 321, that is a fantastic way that you can do that if you're a baker. Even if you're not a baker, it's my wife's birthday in a couple of weeks, and one of the things I've got to do for the first time ever is bake a cake for her. She wants courgette and lime. So if anyone has a good recipe for courgette and lime, maybe you could pass that recipe on to me, but maybe you could also make a courgette and lime cake for 321. Um, kill two birds with one stone. So, yeah, we need cakes. And I will be in trouble if I don't say that tray bakes are good, cupcakes are good, biscuits are good, things that can be eaten without ending with sticky hands, crumbs all over the floor, and... Uh, cream down the front. Um, so preferably cakes that can be eaten um, quickly and easily without us having to wash up. Uh, let's be optimistic, 50 plates. Okay, we don't want to do that. Um, hopefully, uh, yeah, if we have 50 people, um, that would be great. Um, but yes, lots of cakes. Um, so if you can come and sign up for those. So please keep praying. Please come and find us if you know somebody that's interested. Um, and yeah, uh, we thank you for your prayers. Dear Lord, thank you for Rich. Thank you that his heart is uh, for other people to find you and know you. Lord, we pray that you would bless Rich and Alex as they prepare for this um, new, new, new season with 321. And Lord, please um, put bravery and courage into, into their hearts, but also ours as well, um, to bring the people that need you the most to the place where they'll find the most wonderful answer in you. Father God, we pray you would bless Rich, Alex, and 321. In Jesus' name, amen. Right, just a couple of notices. Very importantly, there's lunch today. So uh, Sue has been on, this, on the soup kitchen duties as, as usual. So please join us if you can for soup downstairs. Um, at the back of the, on the table over there, you'll find two things. You'll find Emma's notes from camp. So if you missed her talks, um, she printed off some notes. And if you'd like to sort of see what we talked about, if you weren't there, they're just at the back. You'll also find uh, a survey uh, about camp. Um, just to let us know what you loved, what you would like to change, what you'd like to see do run differently, all the stuff that really helps us to make camp uh, the special place that it is. So please do take it away, or if you want to do it now, just leave it at the back. It can be anonymous. You don't have to put your, your names on it, but please do take one. Um, oh, it's on your tables. Rob's distributed them. He's been busy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I believe there's one final notice, which is prayer meeting on Tuesday. If you can uh, make it on Tuesday, there's obviously three to one to pray for, redefine to pray for, but just in general, it's such a wonderful time together. I always come away from the prayer meeting feeling like we have really reached God and that we're pushing into God's, you know, into God's heart and hearing from him. So if you can come, it's at 7.30, uh, it's sort of, yeah, 7.30 on Tuesday. Is it 7.30? Oh. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah, there you go. So please do join us on Tuesday. Um, I'm going to ask Nancy to come up and share with us now. Thank you very much. It, you know, I feel very much at home. I mean, except, uh, I mean, don't look at my outfit because I'm coming from a weather from, you know, our state, we have three types of weather, hot, hotter, and hottest. So you can imagine, 
you know, people are saying, you brought sunshine, yes, but when the wind blows, uh, I'm feeling cold. And that's why I'm like this, so forgive me for that. Uh, so very happy to see each and every one of you back here. And, uh, and I think this is the first time we are seeing our brother Rich here on a Sunday. Yeah, when we are here. So, yes, thank you very much for this church. Yes, you know, our connections go back uh, more than 40, 41 years. So we praise God for this church, which is uh, an example for the other churches to follow, not only here, but around the world. And so, I mean, the last two months, we were in Canada. So when we left uh, England, we had a big program, we had, you know, so many things. But, you know, man planned everything, but God had different plans. And these two months, the Lord taught us, you know, to hear his voice. And, uh, you know, to ask him, should we do this? Should we do that? But, you know, we were saying, Lord, there is already a printed uh, program uh, in Manitoba one month, in Strathclair, Hilltop, Dauphin, Brandon, uh, you know, those places, Minnesota, Winnipeg, and then in Vancouver last month. And so, but we went there and to, you know, we arrived in Winnipeg and the couple who invited us, they were missionaries in India for 23 years and in Italy for 16 years. And uh, we, they invited us to Italy uh, thrice. And the first time when uh, they invited us, uh, a couple from your church, known as Relfs, I don't know whether you know them, they uh, sent us at the expense of their holiday. So they didn't go for their holiday, but they sent us to Italy for the first time. The relationship was built up with them, and so they invited us, and so we went. And so when we, you know, they are uh, in their late 80s, but they are so active. And uh, when we arrived there, uh, uh, Brother Murray did not come out. And then when he came out, he was bent like this with a stick walking. And it was a big shock to us. The last week of May, he had some problem with his back, which left him like that. And so, you know, we had uh, programs planned three day, three meetings per day. But, you know, because of this, he could not travel much and all those things. So we were, you know, the Lord gave us good time to reflect. And, uh, you know, being, uh, they are the superintendents for uh, Missionary Alliance. Uh, missions uh, sending and they were even in the field they were all superintendents so it was good to talk to them and to 
learn more from them. And, uh, but in different churches, in all the Sundays we ministered and Bible study groups, we ministered in uh, uh, Manitoba. On the last day, we were to leave on the 30th uh, of July. And on the last Friday, his wife fell down and, you know, broke her right shoulder. So they could not come with us. And so we had a big question. Lord, why? Why this thing happened? And uh, then there, there was no one to take us to the airport. Airport from their place was two hours uh, by car. So who will take us? But, you know, after the Sunday service, the last Sunday we were preaching in their church, and the pastor announced, and a young uh, mother uh, came up to us, and, I, and she told us, I'm going anyway to Winnipeg, so I will take you. So, you know, she offered... And so we went with her, and that was the time she told us that her last three children out of eight, they have genetic uh, hearing problem. And so it was a good time for us to interact with her. And so, you know, God had different plans. Yeah, we thought, you know, one, two, three, four, but God made it nine, five, six, or whatever. But when we look back, we really praise God that God ordained whatever uh, programs. And we, we came to, we were at the airport in Winnipeg, and we, uh, I was, we were about to uh, board the flight waiting. And uh, I checked my email, and there I got an email from a pastor from Vancouver, can I? come and meet you, please can you spare a couple of hours because I have a son with a disability. So please, I want to, uh, you to come and meet. So can you give us a date? So immediately, he was free on a Wednesday. So the first Wednesday we were there, we met up with him. We had, you know, this is all holiday season here is different from holiday back home. So... You know, uh, many churches were, all the, most of the members were outside uh, holidaying, so uh, very few people in the church. So this uh, pastor, when he wrote, we uh, went there, and he talked about his son with disability, autism, and he is doing very well in school with the educational assistant. But he said, we, vacation Bible school was going on, and my son went there, and the teacher told me, please don't bring your son. Send your son to VBS. And the pastor cried. He was weeping. And he said, if the church is telling me this, and, and he's the youth pastor. That is the best joke. He's the youth pastor. And so then, you know, it was a good opportunity for us to share the importance of church, you know, taking up the responsibility and how the church has to educate uh, people. At the school, secular school, they had educational assistance. And so we were talking about, yes, we also need to have educational assistance 
in our Sunday schools or in our youth groups or in our, you know, women's group or whatever. So that was a good thing uh, we were able to do. And he was uh, narrating about other families, how some of the families, when they bring the children and, you know, the churches were not very accommodative and they had to go find a church which accommodates them, you know, children, I mean, um, adults with disability or children with disability may not be able to be disciplined in the way you should sit or anything like that, but being accommodative, you know, that was one thing they were talking about. And God, you know, taught us, uh, you know, we know this was, um, uh, cast your bread in many waters and you will reap later. So when my husband was uh, in his um, late teenage, he, uh, you know, he visited um, his kind of mentor whose son, uh, that mentor was an adopted father who did not treat the son, I mean not adopted father, who, uh, he was a stepfather who did not treat the adopted son properly. And um, Prabhu was very kind to that uh, little boy, 10 years old. And uh, one fine day, we get a phone call saying that, uh, brother, I am here in Vancouver. So I am a pastor at this Baptist church. So he had just joined recently. And he wanted us to go and visit the church and pray, kind of dedicate him for that. And he narrated this incident, how uh, Prabhu was very kind to him, which he never forgot. And uh, now he's the pastor. And so that gave us an opening in that church. And through uh, those people there, we got an opening in another church called Calvary Worship Center, which has, you know, th uh, two services with 3,000 congregation from 110 nations and the pastor from uh, Nigeria. And we attended one of their prayer meetings, uh, 7.30 to 8.30. There were about 500, 600 people for that prayer meeting. And, you know, it was such a joy to see young people really worshiping the Lord, their worship and uh, prayer meeting, exactly one hour. And they prayed very systematically, saying, praying for this, that. And everyone was so much involved uh, in that uh, prayer meeting. We met the pastor and we shared. And we were so glad to know that that church is also uh, an inclusive church. Uh, where people with disabilities found uh, very much at home their visiting or attending, being part of the church and also their um, cell groups. So it was uh, uh, such a joy to be there in uh, Vancouver, visiting these churches and sharing the vision to the pastors and uh, other churches. We also had an opportunity to visit uh, my husband says it is the poshest building. Uh, it was a theater uh, bought by the church. And uh, so, you know, it was, the building was so very nice, very posh. Uh, yeah, I mean, unlike any church. 
And uh, they also have a huge congregation of more than 3,000 people, all young people. Young people, all of them young from, I mean, different nations. They worship there, so it was uh, nice to be, uh, uh, go there, visit them, and to speak to the pastor and share the vision. And so uh, we, here we are when we uh, return back and when we think of what, I mean, the Lord has done there in these two months. And today, I know that uh, uh, we, I got the email saying the sister who fell down and broke her uh, uh, right this uh, shoulder, she is attending the church for the first time after one month. Today, she'd be attending. She just said, praise God, today we'll be going to church. So thank you very much for your prayers. Uh, I mean, whatever we have done, it, I, I know that it is the Lord who has done. But one thing we have learned, to hear his voice and to do what the Lord wants us to do, not according to what we had planned, but according to his plan. All uh, glory be to you, be to God. And thank you very much for all your prayers, uh, which we were able to, able to experience there in the field out there. Thank you very much. And now before uh, my husband comes to share God's word, uh, uh, there are, uh, I need three volunteers who I, uh, I mean, four vol uh, three volunteers, yes. Uh, the first one, Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 to 12. I want somebody to read he uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 to 12. Um, can I have somebody reading that, please? By faith, Abraham when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, their heirs, or the heirs, with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of me of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the sea, sure innumerable. Thank you. Thank you, brother. And now Genesis 12, 1 to 3 will be read by Shannon. The Lord had said to Abraham, go from your country, your people, and your father household to and the land I will show you. 
will make you into great nations, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be blessed. I will be blessed to those who are blessing, and whoever cursed you, I will curse. All those people on earth will be blessed through you. Thank you. And now, Jonathan, he will read Genesis chapter 15 and verse 6. Abraham believed the Lord and he credited to him as righteousness. Thank you, Jonathan. And now, Revelation chapter 21, verses 9 and 10. I need a volunteer, please. Revelations chapter 21, verses 9 and 10. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the seven final plagues, came and spoke with me, saying, Come here, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a vast and lofty mountain and showed me the holy city of Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. And now finally, Yeli, will recite the Lord's Prayer, which is found in Matthew 6, 9 to 13. And you want the version from the Bible or my, the memory version? That uh, I your, your, um, which, uh, yeah, memory version. Okay. Yeah. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Ellie. Sorry. Sorry I didn't give you notice. I still think of Ellie when she was a little girl, three years something coming to India uh, and playing with our dog, but now she is a mom. Yes, yes, Ellie. Thank you, everyone, for reading God's word. And now, before he comes, we'll just pray. Father, we just want to thank and praise you, Lord, for your word, which is A and Amen. It is a double-edged sword. We want to thank you, Father, and your word is life. It is powerful, and we pray that even as we hear your word, Lord, continue to speak to us. Thank you, Father. Use your servant, cover him behind your cross, and let your word come forth with power and authority. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Nancy, for the prayer. The word may come forth with power and authority. The Bible says, my word at life and spirit. That means it's alive. Are you alive today, this morning? Yes. 
Are you sure? And your God is alive. That's the reason you are alive. And his word is alive. Hallelujah. It's not alive here in Cornerstone Fellowship. Livingstone Fellowship. I'm glad you are alive. Thank you for your response. God is alive, not just here. God is alive in North Korea. God is alive in Iran. God is alive in China. More alive than any of us could be. Sorry, forgive me. <laughs> More alive than any of, any of us could imagine. Any of you could imagine. In India, you know Manipur, northeastern state, which is one of the biggest persecution right now goes on in India. This state had only 3% before we have got the independence in this state. Today, we are 43% Christian in that state. That's a state we are having a persecution. Church is on the march. There is no power, no authority, and nobody yet to be born on this planet yet. Who can stop your Jesus, my Jesus, not walking into that nation? Do you know that? Do you know that? Your God is, your God is very active, alive. Would you like to go along with him? Then join him. Join him in your prayer, in your reading, in your lifestyle. Do we find the power of God in our lifestyle? Yes or no? If that is so, Eastbourne could not be like this. 3%, 43%. Not just persecution. Your family will disown. Government, government, you are not eligible for any government, health, education, or anything whatsoever. Any, anything from government, you cannot expect if you become a Christian. That's where 43% Christians. You, God is alive in people's life. Not God is alive, how do you know? God is alive, as you say. God is alive because you are alive today. And he is alive in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has a purpose. He has a plan for each one of you individually and also collectively. Do you know what plan God has in your life? Have you found out the plan of God? If not, God is calling you today. Leave. Get up. You know, the, uh, the text what uh, being read in Genesis chapter 12 the first verse says, get out. Can you imagine God speaking to a man first time in his life? He 
for whom we had a great plan he, that plan you are included by the way that great plan he had and the first word he utters get out do you like it do you like it that's what the bible writes what bible is saying that what the lord was saying get up and go get up and get out are you ready to get up when you are from your slumber are you get up in your past experiences past achievements past glory all that you forget god has a plan go forward don't get stagnated what happens water is stagnated hello what happens the water is stagnated for years together what happens what will happen to the water it will stink basically yes rotten that's a better thing rotten so it stinks if you flow you get regenerated are you flowing so abraham was an idolater i want all of you know abraham very well but he was an idolater a man worshiping idol means it cannot speak it cannot hear it cannot listen it cannot act and he was a worshiper of such but when god called a god who called who was speaking to him and he was listening and the word he gets it get out if i say heli get out what will he say do you mean god is very rude looks like that that means every one of you if you really want to do something for god and live for god and fit into god's plan you got to get up and get out take a step forward don't live in the past what i said is past glory past happenings past salvation all that being past well you know the christian life is a revolutionary life more than communists can do god's love can do you think you are god's love he remembered and prayed for you he remembered and prayed for you he knows you he knows your name where you are how you are but god wants to use everybody anybody imagine the age of abraham when god called him man this is the time are you retiring are you passing it on and saying i have done much and i want to be free and leisure no way this is where it starts abraham at that age he was around 75 75 years old man maybe <laughs> in india if he's 75 means 40 years mean old man old lady that's what india calls it 
40 years. I am, by the way, I am 74. I'm a very big, very, very old man in Indian standards. But what I, what God wants to do at the age of 75, God is a God of impossibilities. Not because of the, it's not the wording I'm planning to, I'm trying to play. God, your God is a God of impossibilities. And he wants to do impossible thing in you, through you, not anyone else. Not me, Lord, my neighbor. No, it's you, everyone. Same blood, you understand that? Very, if he died for 75 years old man, or a seven years old boy, same blood, yes or no? Same salvation, same God, same word, same heaven. No difference for God. Which God are you following? Who is your God? A God of impossibilities. I have seen many, many impossibilities. I was in Australia having only American $5 standing in the airport. Me and my wife go to PNG. And I do not know who is going to come and pick me up from the airport. But I want to go to PNG. And five dollars in my hand. I could have got a coffee for both of us in Australia. After that, what? God calls. God provides. God meets. God has a purpose. He can accomplish in anybody's life. If God can do Abraham. Abraham was idolater. Good for nothing. Nobody. But God selected him. Called him. When God called him, he responded. God is calling you today for something greater than what you imagine, thought. And what you have been planning and thinking. God is God who does impossibilities. In my life I have seen. I took my Bible. Today I thought as a lifestyle. Christian life is a lifestyle. It's not just... Kingdom of God is not just speaking. Living by the power of God. Which you would like to choose? Come on, church, you can speak. You're not a... Other churches. Kingdom of God is not just speaking. Living by the power of God. Which you would like to choose? Speaking? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I already answered. But living by the power of God. You know what the world, you know what the world is saying? Living speaks louder than words. Okay. Bible doesn't say that. Hello? Bible doesn't say that. What does it say? What you live, that only you can speak. What you speak, that you got to live. Are you living? When I asked, are you living? Are you living? What you believe, 
what you know what you have achieved yes you got to live the very life god has called you for which god called abraham when god called abraham what did he give what did he give him promise and then abraham had faith we need faith you know what faith church please if only you believe what you can achieve what you cannot achieve if i can do something for god around the world thank you if you believe you will see the power of god if you believe you can see the miracle of god not as the faithless are talking what your god is talking to you from the word of god how many of you believe in the word of god it's ye and amen it's ye and amen god gave faith to abraham god, he believed what god said he never had any experience he never known this god any be, be, before he came to know him he believed him he took a step of faith he followed him not knowing where he is going hello can you go to a place where you do not know where to go is there is a place like that that is the place god has god has a plan god has a purpose god has a blueprint everything all that you got to do read his word believe him take a step take a step follow him the end you are already there in that beulah land hallelujah hallelujah believe brothers and sisters god called you to world shakers not shaking the banana tree god wants to shake the world if you are ready god is ready abraham obeyed god and he took a step he went further not knowing where he has to go and you know the greatest miracle god has done in his life when he obeyed him when before obeying he said abraham abraham can you look at all the stars how many stars poor abraham now we know there are thousands and thousands of stars at that point of time billions of billions and billions and billions of stars were there and god is telling he doesn't even have a baby on his lap he is telling abraham i'm going to make a generation like all the stars all the stars how many stars 
Can any one of you can count? Do you think any scientists have ever counted? Yes or no? But there's only one person knows that was God himself created. Can you understand his brain? Billions of stars? But God is asking poor Abraham, you know, you must be very innocent. Man, idolater. Asking, stars? He just believed. He didn't ask anything. Implicitly obeyed and he believed, he followed him. What God's word is A and Amen. When, I see, when he says stars, you know Bible records, who created the stars? Psalmist says, God created the stars and what else he did? He named them, each of them, he named them. He knows the name of each star, billions of stars, millions of stars. He knows. Do you know who God is all about? Do you know your God? Who is beyond comprehension of your mind. And he is your God. He dwells in your heart. Hallelujah. And he holds your future. He knows everything. Why can't you believe him? Trust him. Take a step. Go forward by faith. <coughs> he named, he named them, Bible records, he calls them by name. He calls them, the stars, by name. One by one. Billions of stars. He could not, he can count, he can call, and he has a purpose for the stars. Where to move, where to stay, how to be there, what, how many, I cannot, I'm not a scientist to talk about stars. Stars are more, more brighter than the sun. Millions of times. You know, Bible also talks about this way. Daniel chapter, in the last three verses it says, those who bring people into the light, they will, tile, they will shine like stars in the firmament. They will shine like stars in the firmament. Bright shining stars. Are you the star in God's kingdom? Abraham was the superstar. Yes or no? Father of faith. How many people? How many people? The star moved into sand of the sea. Is there is anybody who can count sand in the hand? And the Lord said to Abraham, I'm going to bring your generation like a sand. Like the sea sand. Let's move now to Revelation. Twenty-one, nine, and ten. Somebody can read it for me, please. Yes. Twenty-one, nine, and ten. 
come, I will show you the bride, the church of God, the kingdom of God. Yes. Descending out of heaven from God. Millions must come. They are <coughs> already they are waiting. They are only added number, but they are already waiting. How many? If you have all the people of this earth right now in the on this land in the world at large, if you put all of them together, how many times? Ah, you put them into billions and billions. That is the kingdom of God. Waiting in heaven and you are planning to join with the great multitude, billions and billions and billions of the people. Do you know who you are? Do you, do you know whom you belong? Do you know where you will be? Yeah. What a great multitude. No power, no authority can kill this multitude. No persecution can stop. There is no kingdom, government, who can stop this kingdom of God. This is what he prayed. When the world churches, when they pray every Sunday after Sunday, let thy kingdom come. Kingdom is the kingdom which is not built by hand like we all think. This kingdom is built by God himself. There is no power, no authority can stop this God not to build his kingdom. He has all authority. All authority is given unto me. Therefore you go. How do you go? <coughs> do you know this great multitude? Big nation. Nobody can count. Nobody can think. Nobody can imagine. You represent this greatest kingdom ever one could imagine. You represent that kingdom. Kingdom of God. It's not just speaking. Living. Lifestyle. Living. Are you living? As a, you belong to that great kingdom and your king. Yes, your British king is a small king, mini king before God of God. Lord of God. He wants to go. Do you see? imagination. Abraham believed God and the Bible records he was living, he was a richest man. He had everything. 12th chapter if you read, he was a richest man. He had everything. He had everything. What 
Jesus after his resurrection. Hallelujah. The church was born on that day when the power of the Holy Spirit came. That was the kingdom Abraham was looking for. But even though he doesn't know crucifixion, he doesn't know the resurrection, he doesn't know any of those things, but he believed in God who called him. Simple faith. You don't need a big faith. Simply obey. He will, if you obey him, you will see the power of God. If you obey him, you will see everything. God wants you to go shake it. Rise up. Even today, at that age, he was shaking the world. Today, he's shaking you and me. He's shaking a man of faith. And all the fears like you and me had. But he believed. He lived for the world to come. The kingdom. The kingdom which cannot be, which was not built by hand or any mortar or anything. No way. A kingdom which is already being built. Who is building the kingdom? Church. Church. I will build my church. None of you. I will build my church. God is building his church. Not just here at this corner. All around the world. No corner. No place is left. Your God cannot walk in. There are very restrictions to anybody. In, 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 in North Korea, before I came last time to England, North Korea, they found in a house, already there was a Bible. In the, and the mother and the son was arrested, taken into jail. Nobody can stop your God walking into anywhere. That poor dictator sitting there, thinking that nothing can come in. One, once upon a time, Putin was in that place. He was called, he was a KGB policeman, who has to see not even a single pamphlet or Bible piece or the text may not enter into Russia. But whereas, however he may rule, when the day of his oath comes, he has to kneel down and raise his hand on the Bible and say, on the Bible he has to do the part. Every knee shall bow. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nobody can be exempted. Nobody can be exempted. May it be North Korea. May it be India. May it be any part of the world. God is alive. And that is the kingdom I want you to look at. Abraham saw that kingdom far beyond not knowing anything. He had no uh, teaching. He had no Peter. He, no, he had no Martin. He had nobody else. All he had, a God who called him. 
be able to succeed to that level. He is able. Are you ready? Can you take your hand and put it here? Yes, Lord. Whatever the age you may have, this is the great call God is giving to you. The same Abraham, the same chapter, same word, same call comes back to you again. Everyone, man, every man of faith has a call of Abraham. Hallelujah. Every man who has a faith called by God, by faith you obey him, you will see the miracle of God. You will see the power of God. I obey you, Lord. I'm ready to obey, Lord. Whatever the situation we may be, however we may be thinking, however we may be discouraged today, however gloomy you may be having in your gloomy heart or gloomy mind, whatever you may have, God has a purpose. One who called you is faithful. He will do it. He will do it. He will do it. He's doing it. He's doing it. I've seen in all my life. In all my life. I don't go everywhere with thousands and thousands of rupees or dollars in my hand. The world may think the globe totter. But I only know what proper I am, what pauper I am. But my God is richer than the world back. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Yeah. Abraham believed. He walked. That's the reason. Hebrews says. I'm going to close now. Hebrews chapter 11. Can you read it again for me, please? By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out. You may be thinking it's my text. It's a Bible text to read me. When he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a he foreign country. He's a very wise man. Was a man of faith. Are you living with the faith which God has given you? Are you having a faith of the yearnings you have? Because money plays a role. That's what we are thinking so much. Of the house you have, your security, all that. He never counted that as a security for Abraham. Abraham never had mind. Thought about all that what he had, but he all had the promise. 
dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city. Isaac. Now, I was talking about the Nazis and state there, the persecution in 
shared with Martin, you would have sung the song, but I want to say that. In the Northeast, most of them were the head hunters. Northeastern India, most of them are head hunters. The more head, and he becomes the head of the chief of the village, head of the state. And such a state, missionaries went. And they shared this gospel. There was a only one person who accepted the Lord. One family came to know the Lord. The husband, wife, children. Husband, wife, children. And they accepted the Lord. And the chief of the headhunters of that village called them. What is that? You are going after that that God who was killed on the cross of Calvary. Cross. Why do you go to the dead God? And the man said, I have decided. I made up a decision. I and my household, we will serve the Lord. You don't find that in that book or a story. I'm telling you. I have decided. I and my household, we will serve the Lord. Okay? If that is the case, there is an arrow in my soldier's hand. He is going to kill your wife now. He is going to kill your wife now. Will you follow him? Yes, I and my children will follow him. Wife was killed. Another said, and the chief asked another child. Do you want to still follow? I'm going to kill your child right in front of your face. Yes, still I will follow. The second child, yes, still I will follow. Finally he said, though none may come with me, I will follow this Jesus. None may come with me, I will follow Jesus. What is your decision today? He had nobody. All by himself, and he was killed. Today, today, hello, today, 90% of those places, 70% of those states are Christian states. Are Christian states. Are Christian states. Would you like to make a state, statement of your life today? What is your purpose? living in this world. Though the decision is yours, the destination is yours. Hello? The decision what you make today is yours and your destination also is yours. That's all God has given to you. Make your destiny. Hello? Church, make your destiny today. By making a decision in your life today. And he will take you to the destination, the kingdom. The kingdom which is not by made by hands. The Lord Himself is preparing His bride, the kingdom, New Jerusalem. Hallelujah! It doesn't come here; it comes from heaven. It's already built it. It's ready. It's going to come back. There you will be. And that's enough. 
The decision what you make today is Shiva. You are deciding your destiny. That God has given to you. Your decision it will make your destination. That will be your destiny. What is your decision today? By faith. Abraham is a father of faith. Is the whole kingdom of God. And equally, you are part of that kingdom of God. You are the God, the same faith, same salvation, same Lord, same heaven, same kingdom, same God, same Savior, same salvation. Decision is yours. History, you are going to write. What is true? By faith. Abraham believed God. It was counted righteousness unto him. The kingdom of God is a righteousness. Joy in the Holy Ghost. This is the kingdom of God. Joy and hope. This is the kingdom of God. It is yours. If you say, yes, Lord, I want to be part of, come on, everybody, be part of that kingdom. Yes, Lord, I want to be that kingdom. I want to join together. Put your right hand up. Let me pray with you. God bless 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 you, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Never failing God, wonder-working God, prayer-answering God. You are the God who called us. Lord, you will not. Set us. You will take us through. Through all the danger, toil. Already we are here. It is amazing grace, Lord. We will be there. One day, when thou will come, the decision what we make today, we are deciding the destination. Lord, when we look back and look at the Abraham idolater, he had no thinking, Lord. He had nothing. Whatsoever, whatsoever we have today. But Lord, he obeyed. Simply obeyed. Implicitly he obeyed. Today, we as a church, Abraham could see by faith. And the kingdom belongs to us. Help us to bring those there. As we pray, let thy kingdom come. Let thy will be done on earth as it's been in done in heaven. Let the nations be worshipped. Let the continents be worshipped. Let the world be worshipped. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you, church. Thank you, church. Um, that ends our 
uh, morning, but please do join us for lunch if you're able to. Amen. Thank you.